Dan Call is in the studio. Dan is living in West Palm Beach for the summer, and yeah. he's also with the band The Villains, and you're starting a new career as a solo artist. <laughs> well, I'm definitely adding to the uh, career, and just kind of testing the waters, and uh, I've been doing The Villains for quite a while, so I wanted to try a, a little something different, you know. Well, tell me a little a bit about The Villains, when it started, and, and what it is. Well, uh, long story short... We were actually backing up a country artist, the, the band that became the villains, um, in 2008, 2009, and he had a deal in Nashville. So we were out touring, opening for uh, you know, Trace Adkins, Montgomery Gentry, and doing that for a while. And then when that kind of fizzled out, we came back to Atlanta, and I started writing a lot with Peter Stroud, and he's the uh, band leader for Sheryl Crow. He's the main guitar player. And started writing songs, and after a while, I was using these guys to do the demos. The villains. The villains. The, what became the villains. And he was like, man, this is starting to sound like a record. And so I, I went up to the ASCAP offices in Nashville, and ASCAP's the a writer's performance rights organization, and met with one of the top guys there, and he listened to He's like, man, this is really good. He said, who do you think is going to do these songs? And I was like, well, you know, Petty and, you know, and, and Cheryl Cronin. He's like, they write their own tunes. If you want to do this, you're going to have to have a band. So long story short, again, we ended up getting a deal, a small label deal, and put out the first Villains record, and it did pretty good. And went out with uh, Sister Hazel and Blues Traveler and then went to do our second record, and Peter, was doing demos for the new Don Henley record out in L.A. He was like, i got to go out there tomorrow and do some guitar demo. I was like, who's producing that record? And he was like, Stan Lynch from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And I was like, oh, man, I'd love for him to produce the villains. And Peter was like, yeah, that'd be great. And, you know, we went back to what we were doing. And then a couple of weeks later, I get a phone call, and it's like, hey, this is Lynch. And I thought it was Peter kidding with me, you know. And he started talking. He's like, I liked what I heard, and, you know, if you want to do a record, let's do it. And so we did, and co-wrote a lot of stuff with him, and he's an excellent writer. Put that second record out, and that's when we uh, had our first, not success, so to speak, but our first visibility, you know, uh, at Adult Contemporary Radio. And the, the single was called Rainy Day Girl, and it did well for an unknown act. And, you know, we just started kind of going from there, and touring and playing radio shows and just you know it's a tough environment out there it's all pop there's not much rock radio and there's not you know there's country but we're not a country band we're friends with all those guys and zach brown but it's like you know if we had attempted to do what they do we would have just been copying them and so it wasn't our thing and uh, we just kind of kept going put out another record and now we're all the way up to to this one uh the new record one more time and i've been out promoting that and you know we've been playing shows and that's your fifth album now a uh, fourth fourth album. yeah and we did a couple of uh, holiday singles did well in the holiday charts and, and you've had success up uh, the top 20 in the in the pop charts and the uh, adult content the billboard adult contemporary charts we've had three top 20s and uh does three that top relate 25s. does that relate to money um it does it's just it's not uh the windfall that a lot of people think it would be it's simply because you're just in one format you know, when when a pop artist or a, a rock artist puts out a single on a major label, the the, the label's taking it to four different format radio formats. So it's at pop, it's at rock, it's at you know, and so there's a lot more visibility, and you're you know competing for space, and so you got a bunch of forty year old rock guys out there competing against 
Demi Lovato and Maroon 5. And so to get even to where we've gotten to doing this is uh, a, a miracle. And so after this last single, I started writing with a writer out in L.A., an arranger named Richard Niles, great guy. He's done a lot of strings and horns for, like, McCartney's solo records, Rod Stewart, Barbara Streisand. He was like, let's write something fun and, and cool. And he's like, not controversial, but something that where you go, huh? And so we started working on what would be uh, my solo single uh well why didn't you start off as a sing as a solo single why is it you needed a rock band to back you up with your songs well you know look i've always been a team player i've all you know I'm, i love bands i love you know records i love that and i still do but when it came to this tune it had such a different vibe than what the villains did i took it to the label and they're like we got to put this out this is great and i said okay well i mean we can but i just don't think it's a villain song you know, and I have to be careful. For me, I mean, I have to be careful with that because it's my bread and butter. But everybody liked it so much, and I was just like, okay, let's do this. And so it, it kind of just kind of turned into it's not the end of the villains. It's just kind of a detour here for a little while, and you know, we'll go from there. Dan Call is in the studio, and uh, you you start this. Is, so this is a new career doing a solo. Yeah, this career. is this is my first time you know, ever getting up on a stage doing solo acoustic shows without the fellows around me. And it's, uh, you know, in the villains, we have three different singers, which is like, really, that's unheard of now. And, you know, we all harmonize together and, and everybody sings different lead vocals. And But for this, it's walking up there is just me because we've always been about the songs. I, Me personally, it's always been... If you can play it with an acoustic guitar and do it, and it sounds great, then you can kind of build it into something. And you know, if you were like, you the main songwriter for the villains, yes, but a lot of co-writing. Why did you start writing songs? Well, I ended up. This is other bands, just kind of to where it would start out. I would just be in there as a bass player. I mean, that's my main instrument. But by the end of these bands, I would end up kind of like running them and and bringing in songs. It just kind of naturally happened in everything. And then I just started writing with different people, or they'd ask me. And I've always tried to pride myself on uh, self-editing. You know, if, if not everything you do is going to be great. In fact, 95% of it is going to suck. Well, where are you from? Well, I was born, I'm from southwest Virginia, in the area around the Tennessee-Virginia line, uh, the Tri-Cities. And we moved to Atlanta when I was 10 years old. You know, my dad took me to concerts and stuff, and it... It kind of started the fire burning, and you spend time in South Florida. Yeah, yeah. My wife and I we uh, come down every summer. We're, we, of all things, scuba dive. She started scuba diving, and then she uh, kind of not dragged me into it, but everybody around us was like, "Oh, you know, you like to snorkel? Let's go dive." We come down. We have a lot of friends here, and what, what I do, I mean, I've got a little studio down here. I've got the, my main studio in Atlanta. That's good for me. How often does do the, do the villains tour? Well, for this last record, it was mostly radio shows, like three of us going out, and we. Well, you have to tour, uh, band. You have to. It, the problem with touring is it's so expensive, especially for a five-piece band, and then you're going out. It's tough unless you're opening for you know a really high visibility act where you're in front of crowds. You can end up losing a lot. 
It's just the, the state of the industry right now. Do the record companies put any pressure on you to, to tour or put out new music? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they are, you know, that's how you recycle. Do they put pressure on you to sell? Well, I mean, yeah, they're paying for you to make records. And so, of course, they want, they want to make their money back and they want to make money on top of it. And what, you know, what we've had to do with the villains is the label that we're on, is, it's a boutique label called Toucan Cove, but it's on, it's part of Universal. But, you know, they don't have that big of a budget. You know, if you're top 10 on iTunes in your format, then Universal will come in and, you know, there has to be like a fire. And uh, so there's only so much money to go around, and you have to decide. So when we go to radio or with a single, you know, we're we're not competing with the local acts. You know, we're competing against the big boys and new acts on major labels. They're spending five times what we're able to to do. I mean, I hate to bore everybody with the economics, but that's the nature of the business. And so you have to make smart decisions. But the bottom line is you have to have songs that you believe in. Uh, If that's not there, it doesn't matter what you do. Dan Call is in the studio, and you're starting a solo not a career. You're sticking with the villains, but this is a new... Yeah, a little uh, avenue off uh, the side, and yeah. Is, is there pressure on you on this avenue? No. That's <laughs> what's so great is that, that there's no pressure as far as I'm concerned. I'm just going to go do whatever. It's not much different than doing a villain's record. It's just, you know, all the decisions come down to, to me because I produce them. Well, you have some shows coming up uh, in the, at the Bitter End in New York. Mm-hmm. In, yeah, September 9th. September 9th, and then coming back to uh, Vero Beach for a show in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure other shows on your website. Oh. Well, tell me about your single that's coming out. Okay. Uh, the single is called Wish I Was Gay, and I know that's a head-turner. Um, it, it, does, it seems so out of character for a country act, let's say. Well, yeah, but you know the thing about it is the villains uh, you know, are not really— a country act. I, I think, you know, if you, when you put five guys together in a band, nowadays they just assume that it's country. There's tinges of that there. I mean, we love the Eagles and all that stuff, but it's definitely a rock band. And so this is, this single's not far off of that. And, and Wish I Was Gay is, you know, we started working on it. And the idea generally is that the, uh, it's the grass is greener kind of, but updated to today's. So the character in the story is, uh, you know, having troubles with his lady and everything. And they have uh, neighbors that it's, it's a gay couple and they're cool people and they're, you know, they're happy and doing their thing. And so the character's just like, oh, my God, they always look, you know, like they're having fun and doing whatever they're doing. And, you know, so he starts to, to wonder, like, man, maybe life would be, but then realizes by the end of it that we're all just people. And the grass is greener scenario, it never really works out so it, it's nothing you know look we're this is nothing against uh anything we're totally for uh gay marriage uh everything equal rights across the board would fight for it and that's what this song reflects it's uh you know it's almost like the 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 heterosexual kind of viewpoint of like you'll never quite get it but you respect it and the normalization of it, I think, in, 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 in culture and in society, and that's where we're at today. You couldn't have wrote 
did this song 30 years ago. Do you find yourself having to defend it? Oh, yeah. We've had to, do, you know, look, there's sensitive people out there, and, and that's that's okay. We, I, I don't mind constructive dialogue. And, uh, you know, I'm not gay. And that's been a you know that's been a struggle. And you wouldn't mind if someone thought you were gay. Um, if they did, well, yeah, no, it wouldn't bother me at all. I mean, <laughs> okay. you know what I'm saying? If they like, they can always ask. I mean, like I said, I, I many many gay friends, uh, close friends. I mean, I'm in the music industry. Okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so this is no disrespect to anything. It's you know what it is. It's a fun rock and tune. Um, and it's not necessarily about the gay experience. It, it's about wondering if life is better on the other side of the fence from what you're seeing and finding out that it's just not that easy. And it's, it's a way you, uh, uh, just the message is it's normal. Well, it's a normalization. Yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no hidden messages here. It's, it's the experience of that. Like, this is what we see day to day. Um, and this is the experience of it, you know, for, uh, it, I'm a heterosexual and I can only view it that way. And the guy I co-wrote it with is, uh, Richard Niles. And we talked about that. And so, you know, and look, we understand that some people are going to go, Oh, wait a second. But once they hear it and that, this is what's <laughs> happened most of the time. Once they hear it, they go, Oh man, that's cool. And case in point, we had a couple of characters in the song, Jack and Geo. They're real life friends, and they live down here in uh, Palm Beach Gardens. Oh, they're not the ones in the video. No, no, I we no, I couldn't. I, well, I would love to have done that, but we couldn't <laughs> do it. Uh, and but they're great guys. And I actually, when I had the the song demoed, I, I sent it to them, and I said, "Hey, man, what do you you know? What do you guys think?" And they're like, "Oh, we we love it," you know, and. Um, so I think it just depends on where you're coming from, you know, the, what your experience has been. Dan Call is in the studio. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, since you mentioned you have to warm up and don't want to do that song first, how, <laughs> okay. I, I want to hear a couple songs from you. What what other songs have you written that, that's, that's on your new acoustic solo tour? You know, they're, uh, they're not quite done yet. So I'm, I, what I'm going to do is play a couple of villain songs because in the set that I'm doing, it's, uh, you know, right now it's mostly villains material. And I'm proud of it. It's done well, and the songs translate great to acoustic. And so, to introduce your audience to the to, to the villain music, and when you when you go to the bottom line, I'm sure there'll be villain fans who know these songs. Uh, that's the hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they don't, they're going to know them fast. Yeah, yeah. It, there's people that are really invested into it, and so yeah, I, I, they they love it, and it's cool, you know. Okay. All right. Dan Cole, well, let's have you do a few songs. What would you like to start off with? Well, uh, let's see. Let's start off with the first villains tune that kind of got us visible to the to the world, uh, "Rainy Day Girl." Raining hard on the day we met I didn't care, we got soaking wet Wrapped up in a blanket back at my place Love the mascara running down your face Rainy day girl, 
Dan Call, live in the WLRN studio. So that was a hit for the villains. Yeah, it was our first uh, first single that that, uh, that kind of did anything for us. It got to uh, number 22 in the AC chart. And... So it was marketed as a single. Yes. And uh, when did you realize that it uh, was a successful single? Well, we realized it probably probably nine months actually after the record came out that it, it had started out as the first single off our second record uh the villains uh, velocity and we started out with that and then things just kind of moved around and then all of a sudden they wanted to re-release it and that's when it went to that format and how many years have you been in the business before oh, that hit wow uh 20 years because that's a rarity having an older person, let's say. Someone yeah. who's been in the business finally... Uh... Oh, you can say it. It's okay. My bones <laughs> creak. It's all right. <laughs> but, I mean, you have you, you already had a family and were a professional musician and... Yeah, I mean, I've toured with uh, backing up people. I had my own bands, uh, development deals with major labels. I mean, all the stuff that, uh, you know, normal players go through. If if the fire burns, unless you just go, oh, okay, I'm going to go back and, and do my thing. And whether that's good or bad, I didn't. And so it just kind of kept 
Well, congratulations. Well, That's exciting. Thank you. thank you. Thank you. I guess it's the label and PR people who make those things happen. Yeah, and they, you know, but they have to believe in it too. I mean, that's that's the thing that you don't want to force something down your partner's throat. You know, it, they're the ones that are going to be out there going, "Hey, listen to this. Hey, give this because you're competing for space. You're always competing for space." And so I was like, you know, if I want to do this for the long term, I, I better know the business. And I, anybody that asks me, hey, you know, I want to get into this, it's like start writing songs right now, as many as you can, and start learning the business of this. Because it is a business at the end of the day. How did you learn to write songs? Um, there, really, it, it, there's no particular process to it. It's just kind of... You know, in bands, we somebody come in with an idea, and you would start up, and um, you know, either it was good or it was bad, or you found out later, or, and it was just trial by error. And a couple of the bands that I was in was getting development deals and stuff with majors that on songs that I wrote, and so I was like, huh, okay, you know, I'm not saying I'm the best. You're never the best, you know. That's done, um, but it just kind of transformed into it, and I love it. You know, at the end of the day with anything that you do. It doesn't matter who works the record, who do, you know, who's doing the stuff on the outside. I mean, it does, but they don't have to live with it the rest of their lives. You know, the records you make, you have to be able to go to sleep at night. I, I know you committed to it. Mm -hmm. uh, did, you, did it cost you any cash in order to do this? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got, this isn't, you know, this isn't a business of widgets. You have to, you know, there's nobody going, okay, the projection is we're going to sell 50,000. You know, it doesn't work like that. Money has to be spent for you to be visible. And then the hope is, is that it catches something and starts to come back. That's a big risk. It's That's a big risk, yeah. Yeah. Dan, call us in the studio. Well, let's have another song. Okay. Sounds what, good. What, um, what song is this? Let's see. This is a tune that did well for us. This was our actually our first top 20 adult contemporary tune. It's called The First. Dan, call. I think I'm doing fine. Just going about my day When all of a sudden Crash into my brain I start remembering Times good and bad First one to take me there The best I ever had There'll never be another first Just you and We were falling faster than We should have There'll be others we will love until it hurts But you'll always be the first Who wouldn't fall for a mystery girl like you? Worn out jeans ripped at the knees They look so good on you We hit every party And we'd stay an hour or so It was cool to see our friends, girl But we couldn't wait to go Cause there'll never be another first Just you and We were falling faster than we should have There'll be others we will love until it hurts. 
you'll always be the first. Na 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 na, na 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 na, na 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 na. The part of you that lives in me, I don't wanna lose. Carries me away back to the time. When I was part of you, I think I'm doing fine, just going about my day. When all of a sudden you crash into my brain, there'll never be another bust, just you and we were falling faster than we should have. There'll be others we will love until it hurts. But you'll always be the first. You'll always be my first. Na 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 na. You'll always be the first. Na 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 na. Na 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 na, na 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 na. You'll always be the first. Dan Call live in the WLRN studio. So that your rock band, the Villains, yeah. plays that song. I get you. The na na na's were the electric solo guitars. How do like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> There's sing-alongs. Everybody just kind of gets into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dan Cole is here in the studio. Uh, one last question before you play your last song. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, you have a great writing sensibility. Uh, well, thank communicate you. very well. Thank you. Uh, who were your influences? Oh, well, uh, you know, there's a lot. I tell people all the time that my three main influences are uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, The Three Stooges, and Howard Stern. But as far as music goes, um, you know, look, I love the classics. Of course, I love Lennon and McCartney and all that. For me, what inspires me and influences me is if a tune hits me, I don't care who it's by. It could be by... Lady Gaga, or it could be by Ambrosia, which we were just listening to on the Yacht Rock channel coming down here. So, I, I, you know, I can't really name any people in particular because there's just so many, you know. I just let the let it come in. It, just like Keith Richards always said, it's, you know, songwriting is you're just picking things out of the sky. Hopefully you're lucky enough to grab something that somebody wants to hear. Any roots or folk music in your background? You know, my family my parents you know like i said they're from appalachia so there's a lot of bluegrass there's a lot of uh, my grandfather loved dixieland jazz um and as far as folk i mean it depends on there's deep folk and then there's folk folk it's all know? folk um just about everything's been an influence as far as that goes and this next song you're going to do that your first single as a solo artist that's right uh i mean it's it should catch attention because the title is is, is quite catchy. Yeah, well, you, you know what? I got to give you credit because I don't know how folk this is going to come across, but you know, it, it's a uh, it's a cool thing. Good. Yeah. Here's Dan Call with "I Wish I Was Gay."
Why do my guy friends get it, but my girlfriend won't? Everybody's thought it, but pretend that they don't. Never had these problems when I hang with the boys. Now my mind is blowing, gonna crank up the noise. You've got me rocking in a whole nother way. Girl, sometimes you make me wish I was gay. You've got me rolling, my mind's astray. Girl, sometimes you make me wish I was gay. Girl, sometimes you make me wish I was gay. Yeah, sometimes you make me wish I was gay. Uh, you heard me right. Well, our neighbors Jack and Gio never fight like we do. Gonna hit them up and maybe learn a thing or two. They give each other comfort. They give each other space. Neither one is looking for a new hiding place. You've got me rocking in a whole nother way. Girl, sometimes you make me wish I was gay. Wake up in the morning, bro out all day. Girl, sometimes you make me wish I was gay. Girl, sometimes you make me wish I was gay. Girl, sometimes you make me wish I was gay. Oh. questions he seemed so serene he gave me a smile took off his hat i said a sorry man but i can't get behind that oh you've got me rocking in a whole nother way girl sometimes you make me wish i was gay god got me rolling my mind's astray you've got me rocking in a whole nother way Sometimes you make me wish I was gay Wake up in the morning, bro out all day Girl, sometimes you make me wish I was gay Girl, sometimes you make me wish I was gay Yeah, sometimes you make me wish I was gay 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 Dad Call, live in the WLRN studio. I gotta hand it to you for for writing that song. Well, yeah, and the place didn't burn down. <laughs> Everybody was okay. Yeah, I mean it's a fun tune. You know, like I said, it's. Uh, and no, has anyone complained to you? Um, there's been, you know, a couple of people with that, you know, a little bit of lack of sense of humor, but nobody's been, you know, I would say rude. Um, like I said, I'm open. It's nothing derogatory. No. And, and like I said, it's the normalization yes. of that. And the song is not about particularly the gay experience. It's got a provocative title, mm-hmm. but it's about this guy's struggle with himself. The grass is greener, you know. And it's a, a good way to start your solo career. I, I, <laughs> I hope, hope so. it becomes successful for you. <laughs> Dan Call. And what's your website? It's www.dancallmusic.com. Spotify, iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, everything's there. Just do a search, Dan Call, and you'll you'll find me. Love Dan, to have you. Thank you so much for coming down to the studio. Thank you, Michael. It was great.